cliffcentral.com Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with C.M.B. Live on Cliff Central. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Threat Exchange. Um, as you know, this is a platform that is progressive, it's cultured, it's brave. Um, and on the show, it's always about bringing people who are inspiring, um, especially young black South Africans who are doing incredible things in different industries. And yeah, and on the show, we, we call them up and they talk about their story. And, you know, within their story, we find what inspires us, we find what moves us, and we also find the lessons that we can learn on their journeys. Um, last Last week I had Marcel Flores, um, New York-based blogger. Um, thank you so much for all the reactions. Please don't forget to tweet us at hashtag the Thread Exchange. Don't forget to tweet me at CRBL as well as cliffcentral.com. Now, today's guest um, not only is a friend of mine, but he's uh, he's brave, I think, <laughs> to go against Levi's, to go against all these other denim brands to say, you know what, I'm going to build my own homegrown denim brand. Um, today I've got a guy called Tsepo. Um, many of you might know, know, might know him as Tsepo the Gin Maker. Um, yeah, he makes denim, man, and he makes incredible, incredible denim. And today we're going to find out his story. We're going to talk about being an entrepreneur, being a designer in South Africa. You know, what are the challenges that he's facing as a young entrepreneur? What do people think of his brand? So without further ado, Tsepo, welcome. <laughs> Yo, Sia, what a beautiful introduction. That's amazing. That was, I loved it. I yeah. Like a superstar right now. Yeah, you are the superstar. <laughs> you superstar. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. I'm good. I'm good. How um, are you? I'm great, brother. I'm great. Yeah. It's been a great year. Um, first two months been just yeah. too good for me. Haven't sold anything, but it's just been a progressive year. Yeah. Um, and me being on the show, um, I look at you and you inspire me. You're my friend, but I'm like, oh. No, man. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. at all, brother. I yeah. think we're all here to, to, to inspire each other Absolutely. and to just, Absolutely. you know, have these conversations and hopefully yeah. inspire other people as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, I think that's so important. I think as creatives, we, we, we like to sit in our rooms yeah. and, you know, have these amazing conversations, but it's very seldom that yeah. we we, we get give, to share them with get the to world. share them with the world and yeah. I think that's what for me the show is about yeah. just to share yeah. these incredible conversations that I have with people on a daily basis absolutely so tell me dude like I know you now it's tip of the gene maker yeah. when I met you you were working for a brand called African Swiss you were uh-huh. doing the marketing yeah and now you you run your own denim company yeah. but what where does the story begin for Tepo where is Tepo from what um, is Tepo about what was what is paint us a picture of how you grew up and you know what what was that about? Okay, um, I was born in Pumalanga in Leidenburg. That's um, Leidenburg is also called the place is also called Mashishing. Um, it's a very it's a Betty place. I'm Betty, and um, when I was when I was five, um, my mom and dad moved to Davidson. We stayed in Davidson. They separated. Had to go to Takane. Takane is about 25 k's in the east, far east. So of your parents separated. Yeah, you? my parents separated when I was eight. Eight. Yeah, after grade one, they're like. I, this thing is not working out. But I mean, didn't that fuck you up? I think like I, my parents separating really fucked me up. Like, like in a sense that like it's the first time in my life. I mean, as a young kid, yeah. you want that solid foundation. Absolutely. You know? And when a parent leaves, that foundation is sort of not that the other parent can't do well to yeah, raise you, yeah. but it sort of wakes you up a little bit. You it know, did, it makes it you did. grow up at a young it, age. It, didn't that get to you as well? It, it really changed how I looked at life. Um, I, I grew, when my dad was around, everything was nice. My dad had a car. He was working in a bank. He had everything. He was a god to me. And all of a sudden, he's taken away from me. 
you know yeah. he's gone like no he's i was my dad's best friend um i moved to my we moved to my granny's house my grandparents house and um my granddad was i think he was supposed to take that um role of being a father but because it's very old school so yeah. it was very hard and also i mean that's another thing when you're growing up with a single parent is yeah. that you get all these figures that want to resemble the, yeah that, that but, figure but, but it's never like, it's not it's not because that's it's not never. your dad yeah, you and, know and no one could be like, like your dad no one could ever be like my dad i i mean like even today my dad and i my granddad and i don't have the perfect father and son relationship because he's not open to anything he's not open to conversations yeah. let's talk about girls let's talk about clothes at some yeah. point he thought like probably i'm uh, i'm gay because of yeah. the stuff that i do and he's really really old school which kind of affected how i look at life and i never ran to him so would you say i mean i, I can draw a lot of similarities you know um growing up as well mm-hmm. you know my dad also sort of my parents separated and my dad yeah. sort of left the picture. Yeah. And me and my dad never got the chance to bond. So I was all around my mom quite a lot. Absolutely. And yeah. within the like two what? families, there was a lot of people trying to resemble your father, my father. Yeah. And because of the position I had in my family as a first mm-hmm. grandson, everyone felt that they wanted to shape me a certain way. Yeah. And I was into they wanted music. to make you yeah. a man. Yeah. Yes. And I was yeah. into music. Uh, you know, I was into arts. Uh, I was emotional as a kid. And, you know, that, that made me feel, I think that's where also my depression comes from is that uh, from a young age, I uh, felt very misunderstood because I didn't fit the environment, environment that I was raised in. Same, likewise with me, same thing happened with me. I, I, I was lucky that when I, um, my granny's a pastor. So, oh, yeah. so we grew up in church and yeah. that's when I met my friends because my granny never allowed us to play on the streets. You know, yeah. and we live, we stay in the township and everybody plays in the streets and I stay at home and I don't have playstations. Yeah. I don't have everything, but he's like, she's like, nah, I need a strategy, you know? Um, at some point when I was probably in high school, my first two years of high school, um, I joined the church choir and that's where I met my friends, Boo and Jules. And, um, I, we all discovered that we have the same story. We, yeah. all our dads left at the same time. Um, we were raised by single parents and our grandparents. And, um, we kind of started telling people that, listen, we are, we are blood brothers yeah. and, um, we have the same father, different mothers. And that was a story. And we started making fun of our dads. We're like, uh, my dad left, like, yeah. how my dad left, like, he was going to fetch water outside and that's how he left. He never came yeah. back again. So we started having, um, those, those, started, those kind of conversations and it kind of really never fucked us too much. It, yeah. it made it much more easy for me to you face had, you the had a group of friends who could relate with I had a group of friends who, who I could relate with um, they were my fathers they were my brothers they were yeah. my best friends and that's something I could really relate to as well is yeah. that you know I never had friends I never fitted in also yeah. because I grew up I was born in Cape Town and we grew up in Langa Township Okay. You know, and when I was young, I think how old? I think I was like uh, grade five yeah. when I left Langa Township to go uh-huh. live in a white area, which is Constantia. Yeah, and that's when my parents' problems had started when we were still in Langa. And oh. now, when we moved to Constantia, I mean, being a black kid growing up in the I mean, township and now being moved, moved into a super yeah, white area, yeah, yeah. then my dad left. It's a huge shift. It's a huge shift. I had no yeah. friends. I could relate to no one. Yeah, but that all changed for me when I got into high, high school, school. Yeah. in grade ten. Yeah, that's yeah. when I met my friends. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's actually funny when you say. 
saying you and your friends are all fucked up and you laugh about it. He said, me and my friends are also fucked up. I think yeah. all my friends, think about it, you, you and I are friends and we were raised by single mothers. My best friends from Cape Town are also raised by, by single, single mothers. mothers. So it's, it's, it's yeah. actually crazy. Yeah. I always yeah. say to people, I feel like I attract my mm. tribe because... I, I, absolutely. I, I feel like I know most of the people that I can spend time with and have deep conversations yeah. with, we have the similar background. Yeah. All our dads are gone. Yeah. I think also it's a point of relation, you know, because you know, I I think for me personally, um, I I mean, you can quote me badly for saying this, but I I find that I can't relate strongly to people who have had everything growing up. Yeah. You know, because not that I'm saying they're bad people, but for me, it's very hard to relate because I know what it's like not to have any common denominator. Yes. I know what it's like not to have anything and I feel the need to always work hard to get something. Yeah. So, and all my friends, because they also, we have similar as well, is that we want to work and we inspire each other. We're innovators. We drive forward. And sometimes people have had every, every single thing they've ever wanted. They live in this comfort. And that frustrates me because it's like, I'm not saying they should be struggling like us or Uh, working uh, hard, uh. but it's like, what what it's drives a, you? It's a what different dri- energy for yeah, me. It's because yeah. I'm not used to it. It's yeah. such a different energy for you, me. You work for everything that you have. Yes. You gotta so, you, you gotta go the extra mile. Yeah. You can't go home. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. Um, we had the same another conversation with um friends of mine last night, and um we we're talking about what drives you yeah. as a human being. What drives you? Like, why do I really want to be number one in the standard? What do you thing? think drives you? I think where I'm angry. What got me into um, you're angry I'm an angry person I'm very angry um, when I didn't have all the stuff that I wanted as a kid um, I think all everything that, I, that drives me is the, how I grew up that my dad left yes. um, I never had this the perfect clothes I never had the perfect lifestyle I never had this and that I think that really drove me into becoming an entrepreneur and um, I remember going to um, a workshop with Miles Monroe and he said all entrepreneurs are born from anger and I was like you make so much sense I was I became an entrepreneur from a point of anger and I didn't choose to become anger at what so are you angry at your father what are you angry at I mean angry at life why I'm angry at life because I didn't have the opportunities that other kids had um in grade five my friends had their dads and my mom couldn't afford because she was a domestic worker at the yeah. time and I loved soccer so much and I couldn't afford to buy soccer boots yeah it it, it really messed with my psyche like it messed me up yeah I probably had depression at the time I was very quiet you know and and kids would make fun about about that yeah that um you can't afford soccer boots who can't afford soccer boots so that kind of really made me have a low self-esteem like it yeah. really pressed me down and yeah um uh, it's i remember in grade five to grade eight i never said a word in class probably um yeah. i was scared of girls so i, I mean was, so i mean if I, if I if i could put it into words you know looking at your history and your childhood yeah. it seems like you were trapped I was trapped. You know, you yeah. wanted to do things, you couldn't do it. Your father yeah. had left. Yeah. You had no one to be there and for you. And I couldn't you, explain and you it. The worst thing is, I can't explain what I'm going through. Like, I can't say it in words. Like, I'm the same, dude. I struggle yeah. so much, especially yeah. because I didn't grow up in an... I mean, I'm, my mom and I talked about emotions, but being a black man and, and being depressed is such a taboo. Yeah. You know, being yeah. sad and feeling trapped yeah. to the point where we we fail to be able to communicate our emotions effectively. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think that's I think that's the p- pandemic with black men. I, yeah, think I think as black men we are also fucked up and I think that's why 
black women are so frustrated is because yeah. we don't know how to, to, mo- to, mo- to process emotions emotion. effectively. Yeah. You know, when we well, hurt, we resort to anger yeah, and conflict. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can't say, listen, I'm actually hurt or I'm hurting. I think I, I, I looked at my granddad and he used to say to us, um, Indota, I call yeah, you know, you gotta fix it, and you're a hard worker. You you don't run yeah. to your mom, like that guy used to make fun of me <laughs> thinking yeah. about it. Like he at some point, dude, like, even <laughs> even me growing up, being called, uh, yeah, smile more, smile more, why are you crying? Things yeah, like that, yeah. and, and and as a kid, that bites on your self-esteem. It, it, it really, it, really grates my fuck. It just to create my fucking tits. It made it, me even worse. It killed me. Um, um. Uh, I looked at my, I look at my friends and people that I grew up around, and they're like, "Tapo, you've changed so much." I'm like, "I didn't change. I, I think I found my platform." Yeah. That you found your way out. I found my way and, out, and, and now and you're fighting to survive. You found I'm fighting your way to out. survive. Yeah, and yeah. and, and I'm, I, I think all my my nieces, my cousins, and everybody now look at me and they draw inspiration from what I do. Yeah. That Tepo, wow, you've fucking changed. You you can talk now. You know, yeah. you never used to say a word. Nobody knew what you were thinking. Nobody knew what you wanted. Yeah. Nobody knew you at all. But now you've changed and you becoming a leader. That's, that's commendable. And, and I, I kind of feel that, um, my, 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 my growing up, my childhood, my, um, varsity life, my first two years of varsity really molded the kind of person I am today. Yeah. And, and, and the type of person that I actually want to be. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, going back to, to, you know, your child, I think talking about your childhood is very important, especially for me as well, because yeah. who I am today is hugely influenced but, by my experiences. And I think had I not, had my parents not separated, I wouldn't be the threaded man. I think, it made yeah. me consciously aware of yeah. Sia, you need to work fucking yeah. hard. Yeah. Your dad is gone. Your yeah. mother needs you. You yes. need to work. There's yes. no time to chill. Yes. Yes. And that for me was what made me independent from a very young age yeah. to be like, you know what? I'm going to work hard. And at mm-hmm. the time, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be the threaded man or whatever, but it was the first step towards being an entrepreneur. Yes. And that's when you take that lonely road. Yeah. And, and I think most people don't understand how lonely it is to be a young black entrepreneur. It's, it's very lonely. I think my, my entrepreneurial um, journey started in grade five. Um, my mom was a domestic worker and she couldn't afford to give me lunch money. So yeah. she bought me a pack of sweets, my breads, and I'd sell those for 20 cents. Yeah. And I'd make like 45 grand profit. Yeah. Um, that's how I made my money and that's how I could yeah. buy myself stuff. And, but you know, in, in, as a kid, you don't know how to run a proper business. And yeah. there's those girls who have, who are smart you in classes. Like, yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Cause you're nice. I want to give you like yeah. five sweets and then the business falls, you know, and, yeah. and you can't come back from that. And that's where my entrepreneurial journey started. Yeah. In grade five and class. So you're quite a seasoned entrepreneur. I am a seasoned. I've been doing this for 15 years now, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how, how old are you now? I'm 25. 25. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk now. So now you, you've, you, 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 you've grown up. Um, how did you get out? How did you, you know, you grew up in a conservative family. There is no money. Because yeah. just for entrepreneurs listening out there, you know, I think what's important here is to listen to the journey I think yeah. Most of the time There's a lot of young Black entrepreneurs Who don't have money Who don't have access And they think They are stuck And that's yeah. it yeah. So and I think What's important here And I think To to connect The threaded exchange Is I want you To speak Through how 
you know, not without having money, you're raised by a single parent, how do you make it out? Okay. You know, why were you not on drugs? Why weren't you not robbing people? Yeah. You know, why were you not a criminal? Why aren't you in jail right now? Um, because most of the time as young black kids is that, you know, when the opportunities are gone, yes, we have yes. to feed our families, yes, we go and we yes. commit fucking crime. Yeah. So I want to know from you, why not crime? What made you feel that, ish, didn't I pull my lap? Yeah, um, I think me being a loner, Played a huge, huge impact because I couldn't socialize with kids. I couldn't. I was very antisocial, um, so I wasn't influenced by a lot of things. Um, growing up with my grandparents, my my granny being a pastor, yeah. she had some hard rules at home. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that really played a huge role in the type of man I am, the type of gentleman I am, and how I treat people, how I respond to people, how I act around people, and how I carry myself out. Um, my environment, um, there's a lady who said environment is everything, nature is nothing. Um, when I Environment is everything? Nature is nothing. Nature is nothing. Yeah. Cool. Um, when, I, uh, when I started going to the church choir, when I met my friend, Spoo, who was the owner and founder of Skinny Spoo Socks and yeah. Jules, um, we kind of shared the same sentiments and we shared the same background. We come from a background where we don't have money. And we come from four, four bedroom houses. Our, we, we live with our single parents and our grandparents. And women raised us. We were raised by women. So yeah. we were taught to become gentlemen who respect women, who treat women right. Yeah. And um, we've always wanted to do something for our moms. I wanted to do something for my mom with all my heart because seeing my dad not there and seeing... And, and seeing that hurt. It I hurts, mean, it Dude, hurts. it's crazy. My mom tried to commit suicide three times. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. And and I remember, you know, each time... Because I was like, yo, dude, it's so painful when yeah. I think of it. gives me the, the shakes because yeah. I remember getting home from school. My mom's passed out these pills all over the floor. And I remember what? calling uh-huh. my, my dad's side of the family and I'm like, guys, I don't know what, what to do. do. My mom's yeah, dying, whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. remember... How old were you? My dude, I was probably 10 or 11. Shucks. And I remember calling my dad and mm. he's like, I don't care. And I remember what? saying to him, I remember, I remember, I, said to, I think I said, fuck you. What? And I, I said to him, fuck you. My mom will live and you'll pay for this. And I got my mom to the hospital and my dad pitched up to the hospital and tried to beat me up because I'd saw, sworn at him. Yeah. him on the phone. And, and, and I think from that day, I was like, Never again will my mom and I depend on yeah, anyone for anything, yeah, yeah, whether it's family yeah, or no family. And yeah, I think, yeah. and I was like, you know, I'm going to work so hard to give my give mom, mom the world. Yeah. And I think that's for me was what kept exactly what you're saying, yeah. kept me out of not being a dry addict, yeah, kept me yeah. from not being on the streets because yeah. I was so lonely and consumed so by what I was going through. Mm-hmm, I was thinking about mm-hmm, what is the solution? What, what can I do? Absolutely. How can I be better? That's the same thing that I've, uh, I've been going through all my life is it's, how can I how can I give my mom the best life ever? I think that's what drives me is no. how can I give my mom the best life ever? How can my mom go out yeah. every Monday to Tasha's or to Jameli or yeah. whatever and have breakfast yeah. and chill? What can I do for my mom to make her a better person? Um, yeah. I, I saw my mom. My mom as a domestic worker. She used to wake up at four, left yeah. the house at five. Came back at eight. Yeah. Every day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. So I never had an opportunity to actually sit down, and now we do. But like back in the day, it was we, we could never sit down. Like she'd find me when, when she comes back from home, I'm like sleeping or, or I'm watching TV, and you yeah. can't catch up really. You know. Can so, I ask something? Um, you know, with your mom be working and with you going through whatever you're going through, did you ever have time to have fun or be a kid? Do you think you had a childhood? I, 
Look, my my childhood was n- not really a, a childhood in your not, eyes. Yeah, it was it was okay, man. It wasn't. I, I don't think I have the I had the best childhood ever. Yes, I don't think I had the best childhood ever because my mom was never there. Uh, my grandparents were there, and they probably tried to pay play that the role of parents, but they were not my mom. And I was going through my own stuff, which they yeah. never understood what I was going through. And me not being able to play with kids on the street, it probably was even worse it made it worse because everyone around the house is women now my, my cousins are all ladies um and i'm the only guy so i really can't express my emotions to anyone yeah. so my childhood wasn't really that great but my sister did make it great i remember yeah. my my sister's my um, assistant now she works for me yeah how old is your sister older or younger she's younger she's older she's older she's older. yeah yeah she's um 29 this year Cool. And um, we used to fight a lot. We used to really fight a lot, but we'd have great time together. Um, and my, our parents went there. Um, but uh, it wasn't really a glamorous childhood. It was okay. It was yeah. It was just okay, man. So going back, so how did you make it out? So how did you... Basically now, let's go into becoming Tip yeah. of the Gene Maker. Yeah. So how did you then leave home or how did you step into okay. you know, the, the fashion field so, or so realizing yeah. this potential here? So in grade 9, I joined the choir. I was in, in the chef choir for th- four years. For three years, rather. Um, yeah. and, and my friends and I used to share our dreams and aspirations. This is what we want to do. So you were a young Lundi. <laughs> rest in peace Rest in peace to Lundi exactly. But you Probably yeah. Yes No I, I I was mad at the church choir Because they never gave me An opportunity to lead a, a song Yeah Yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know why I, I just think I have a beautiful voice Yeah And they never gave me a Well chance. before the end of the show You can give us a bit ah, of a, never. a rundown <laughs> And I think the people can judge <laughs> And then um, So we used to share our dreams This is what we want to do And there was this one guy Kenna Kenna used to um, Work with celebrities And everyone And we aspired to be like Kenna you know, like, wow, Kenna brought, brought celebrities to our church when we had gigs and events. And yeah. we always wanted to be like Kenna. Kenna was so cool. He was free spirit. He was, he was just, he was a god to us. And we always had that conversation, guys. When we, when we leave Matric, we're going to be filmmakers. We was going to be an actor. I was going to be a cinematographer. Jesus was going to be a sound guy. We were a perfect team Yeah And um, I think We were so So you always had The creative neck You're always involved yeah. Within the arts I was always involved Within the arts I yeah. was always Especially like Behind technical stuff Yeah um, And, and um, when we Finally finished Our matric We had a chance To go to varsity I applied it after Studied um, cinematography We all applied it after Yeah And we were all accepted But I was the only person Who could yeah. Go into the school Because I was a private institution and my mom had some change saved up, which allowed me to register with, in the school. And um, we stayed together with my friends. We left the house. We left home on the 15th of January in 2010. Yeah. And schools were opening probably on the 15th of, of April, of um, February. And But our desire to come to Joburg and become famous. So you dropped out of school? I dropped out of school, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also a school dropout. I'm a university <laughs> dropout, man. Same, yeah. I dropped, I dropped out, out twice. Yeah, way. I dropped out because my mom, number one, ran out of money um, for yeah. my first year. But actually, people don't actually even know is that I was failing at fashion school. I just couldn't fit in. You dude, I couldn't draw. <laughs> uh, but I had this three-man idea, but I yeah, couldn't draw. I couldn't yeah, do shit. Yeah. And I failed, dude. And, and and I remember trying to express to these people about, yo, I'm, um, I'm, I, know, I know what I want. I'm, yeah, I'm good at this yeah, thing. Yeah, I have this idea. Yeah. And just no one was like, everyone so, was just like, 
So with Yo. me at film school, I I discovered that like I love fashion more than anything. I was so in touch with the with the fashion industry. Like I knew what was going on. Yeah, when I met you, you were a hippie guy. You were quite hip. hip. Yeah, I knew what was happening and I knew what I wanted. And um, Swu was like, dude, Tepo, I can see you're not into this film thing. Drop out, brother. I was like. Alright cool Let me go break the news To my parents I told them Like listen I want to drop out I want to do fashion They're like Tepo I was no tunga You can't even sew I'm like It's not about sewing um, I can't. I want to be a stylist They're like I, It's up to you guys So I went to I joined um, I enrolled at um, UJ Yeah 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 Fashion design ah, Dude fashion school is hard Yeah Fashion school But I'm, I'm sure you did better than I did I, like, I tried man I really tried I, I, I stayed in school For like 10 months it was really hard. I had classes back to back. Like I was in class from eight till four every day, Monday to Friday. It didn't feel like varsity. It felt like I felt like I was trapped. But I, yeah. I, I probably enjoyed like five modules within the whole um, 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 course. And um, due to financial difficulties, I, was like, I had yeah. to drop out. And um, that's when this whole journey with the gene maker, with me. Just really knowing that I want to make jeans as opposed to be a stylist really started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then tell me your journey into African Swiss. So um, in 2012, when I dropped out in 2011. So 2012, I met a guy called Philippe Mazibugo. Um, I was like, yo, Philippe, I used to see you on TV when I was a kid. And I really... Philippe the stylist. Philippe the stylist, yeah. Yes. I was like, Philippe, I really want to do what you do. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Gave me his numbers. I was like, what? He's like, call me tomorrow. Call them tomorrow. He's like, come join me at Nino's. Let's have lunch. Had lunch with Philippe. I told him this is what I want to do. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to my parents. I'm a dropout. I'm doing promotions. I'm, I have a... Actually, I'm just for a second, shout out to Philippe Mazibuko. What yeah. people don't actually know, I think I should have him on the show, actually. Should, um, yeah. Philippe Mazibuko is the godfather of styling in the country. He is. Um, he's Ooh. behind Osim Dana. He's mm, worked with mm. Abo Tandisamazwai conceptually, creatively. Like, the work that he has put together and the quality of bringing Africanism African, yeah. and, and Africanism into design. Yeah. That guy has been on it for the last 10 years and people he's and he's, people don't yeah. give him his props. People don't give him so props. props. So props to Philippe. Props to Philippe. Every yeah. time when I see him I'm like, thank you. Yeah. That's so, all I say. Yeah. So, so you meet at Nino's. I meet at Nino's. Rosebank. Gandhi Square. Gandhi Square. So they had yes. Nino's in Gandhi Square. We meet at Nino's. We spend like two and hours And what year there. is this? This is 2012. 2012. Yeah. So um, he's like, yo, I have a friend of mine, Ole, let's go meet him. So we walked to um, Newtown because the walking distance. We go walk to Newtown to Capital, I think. It yeah. was Capital, whatever. I forgot what it was. Oh, Social um, Sophia Town. Yeah. And we meet this guy, Ole Lidimo, um, the founder no, of House of Ole. House of Ole. And yes. I'm like, damn, this guy a year ago, he was on um, GQ's Best Dressed. I used to follow this guy for a while. Wow. And I'm still starstruck. I'm, what is happening right what's now? What's happening yeah. with me? Like, what God must be playing tricks on me? Um, Ole says to me, "Listen, boy, you're gonna chill with us for the next couple of weeks." Um, Philippe is help. He's directing Ole's tenth anniversary within the fashion industry, yeah. and you're gonna chill with us. You're gonna learn. You're gonna l- just watch and learn what we do. You're yeah. hanging with the big boys, so just watch and learn. And we drove around in Ole's Jeep. I was like, "Oh my God!" I was just starstruck the whole time. And um, how I met Tato was we were chilling at a, in at Tasha's 
having a meeting about the show, um, celebrating 10 years anniversary of Ole being in the fashion industry, LSA Fashion Week. Um, yeah. And um, Tato, was, Tato used to be Ole's production manager. Oh, wow. So um, Tato and I hang, were five, hanged out quite a lot. Yeah, we hanged out quite a lot. So when we used to buy buttons, Tato called me, yo, let's go buy buttons. Let's go do this. Let's go do this. I'm going to show you the, the trade, what happens yeah, yeah, yeah. within the industry, what happens within the fashion business of um, Ole. And um, we started talking with Tato and he told me, I have this brand called African Swiss. I have T-shirts. I'm selling them at Soweto. I'm like, wow, I love the name. He's like, yeah, we should work. We should link up after yeah, this, you know? African Swiss. Yeah. And then the show went on. It was finished. And then we all separated. Um, I met Maps, by the way, through that show. Yeah. Um, Kenzero, Ricky Rick was part of it. Quela from Kwane Experience. A whole lot of people who are big in the industry now. Influential. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're part of that show. Um, Shout out to Ricky. Ricky's been pushing gosh, this fashion thing. Ricky's been in Ricky's it, eh? been, Makaro Makaro has been, been at this thing. Yes, yes, <laughs> he's struggling. Yo, but now man. he's flourishing. Yeah. But anyways, back to your story. So you met all these influential people. Yeah, Afterwards, then, you split up. Afterwards, you split up. Um, I started blogging. I started a brand called Style Architects and then... Um, I was blogging, I was selling vintage Star Architects, yeah. I think that's when I yeah. sort of met you during that yeah. period of time, yeah. Um, started blogging, we started selling vintage clothes, we started selling vintage shoes, vintage everything. I started selling, 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 because I was trying to discover what to do. Yeah. Um, I kind of got a bit of influence, I kind of got um, a bit of following, and um, Tato, that's 2013, Tato calls me, he's like, Tepo, I see you popping, man. You, there's something happening about you. Yeah, something, something about brewing, you. Yes. Something is brewing. Let's link up. Let's work together. And um, also got a call from Street Cred. The guys from Street Cred are like, yo, we want you to be a hairstylist of the Street Cred 2013. I think it was the last one yeah. they had. And I was like, wow, I'd call. So Tato and I met the week before Street Cred. And he's like, listen... I have this expertise. Yes. I, I think you have this expertise. And I was working with Uvusi Denisa and Vusi was like um, more on the business side of things, the paperwork, you know, um, yeah. the, the administration of the business. And we kind of formed a team and we decided to be partners within African Swiss. And yes. um, I was like, okay, what's the vision for African Swiss? I was like, he told me his vision for African Swiss and I told him my vision for Africa, what I think African Swiss could be. And um, when we sat down, we're like, we need to specialize in something for people to really recognize us. So um, we can't be making everything. We need to be known for setting up for, for something. And we were all wearing jeans. We're like, okay, yeah. let's focus on jeans because that's what we love. That's what we're always wearing. And yeah. it, it was more of a nostalgic thing for us because we all have memories with jeans. We all have, yeah. we, we, we grew up wearing jeans and um it 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 became a thing with us, and that's yeah. when the denim bug really bought. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, how did you then move from the journey moving from African Swiss and and yeah. and, and starting tip with the gene maker? Um. So at the time, um. So African Swiss, I was part of African Swiss for two years, three years actually. Yeah. And um, I I wasn't fulfilled. Actually, with how did you meet me? How did you find me? I met you through Ria. Ah, Ria Koban. Yes. I met you through, through Ria and it's like, no, this is Siabe Ile from Dead Man. He's going to pop in the next two years. Just watch the space. I'm like, I see you. What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where he started. Um, and, and, um, 
I, I wasn't really satisfied with what I was doing. Yeah. I, I we were, making, were you were you a shareholder in African Sunrise? Yeah, I was shareholder. Okay. So we we're all equal shareholders because the business didn't have anything. We were starting from scratch. Like yeah, everything was like from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the bottom, and um, we managed to make like w- w- within four months of us becoming partners, we found another partner who invested in us and um, we opened a store and showcased at Fashion Week. Yes, and, I remember that. And, it and popped. That's when, it popped. That's when the it business popped. was popping. You know, it was and we didn't know really what we were doing it was really exciting you know like we we just jumped into it and everyone just agrees Did it. Like yeah every, everything is like coming towards our way it's, it's just yeah. amazing and um but in the midst of everything i wasn't satisfied why, why do you think you are not satisfied we're making clothes that are funky very streetwear and i'm a I, I, more formal m- more gentleman more simpler i'm more simpler i'm more Quirky. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so the creative direction wasn't necessarily where you wanted to take yeah, your aesthetic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I want guys to wear my jeans to the office, to a boardroom meeting, to yeah. a bride. And I've considered it's quite a cool, funky brand that's out there. I mean, I remember yeah. I, I, I styled Somizi for yeah. for the Summers yeah. in African Swiss, and yeah. it worked so well for it their whole show because it was a show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it worked. But I, I, I wanted my stuff to be something that. Classic. You wanted to be the timeless. You wanted to be our Levi's, basically. You're building your Levi, own Levi's. A Ralph Lauren. A, yes. That's, that's Tommy Hilfiger. A Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. It's quirky. It's, it's it's timeless. It's classic. Yeah. It's simple. But it's I mean, functional. starting your your brand wasn't it scary for you in terms of you would be going against the market, it was like scary. Levi's and 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 all, and all that wasn't. Yeah. And also, how do you get people to buy into Tip of the Gene Maker? Wasn't yeah. isn't that also very difficult? It's very difficult. Um, Tip of the Gene Maker was my Instagram name. When I was part yeah. of African Swiss And um, So when I left I was like This is the vision I have And I got a creative team Guys This is what I want to do And they're like I right, cool Came up with beautiful names Like There were plenty names And then Swoo was like Seppo come here I can see you beating around the bush. Go with Seppo the Gene Maker. Because yeah. people already followed Seppo the Gene Maker. And they know Seppo the Gene Maker. And you can do something. There's yeah. there's, there's a story behind yes. that. You know, yes. like it, yeah. it, it's, it's going to drive a whole lot of um, talkability conversations around Seppo the Gene Maker. Why Seppo? Why that? You know, so that's how we actually yeah. ran with Seppo the Gene Maker. And it was really scary for... Uh, I started in um, November 2015. Yeah, and it was extremely scary. Like, um, running, starting a business is hard. Yeah, running a especially as a black entrepreneur, there's no money. Number one, there's no there's money. support yeah. structures, the systems, and yeah. I think yeah. that's the biggest. I think that's what I'm going to be talking about in the next episode with um Inga, who yeah. founded Dalo, is that yeah. the. What are the challenges of being an int- a young black entrepreneur? And that is, you know, getting funding, funding. is the most difficult thing. Getting even the resources. The fact that in South Africa we still we still struggle with data is bullshit. It's because fucking bullshit, man. Our businesses that That's we run depend on online, data. and yeah, and data yeah. is so bloody yeah, expensive. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 I don't know why government isn't you know kicking Investing in, to, in to, yeah, or yeah, you know intervening yeah, in that yeah, you know yeah. in terms of data prices. Yeah. So um um, it, it, it's it's a really really scary um space to be in and now me being alone because i'm used to having three guys who uh someone is responsible for that if that yeah that department yeah, fails, you can blame it on somebody else same so, thing that i went through yeah. like bro like <laughs> i remember when i bought out my business partners and yeah. i went you know and most people don't know this because at, at, towards the end of last year actually yeah. i had business partners I that, I, that yeah. I bought out and yeah. you know when i was going through a lot of it i was very emotional because yeah. it was not it's not, easy, it's not easy you know but yeah. you want to take ownership of Absolutely. what's yours Absolutely. And most people don't understand as young as, as young black creatives, we don't own our work. We don't. 
sure. And for me, it felt very important to yeah. fight to own my work. And mm. I'm proud to say that I own everything that has to do with the three man. But do the toughest thing in the last couple of months is building those structures and like law- do lawyers, um, uh-huh. accountants, yes. paying for UIA for your employees, administration, um, administration running costs. Yeah. Oh yeah. my tax! Yeah. People yeah. don't know like that's yeah. it, it's so tough. And yeah. I wish you know services are more, more available Dealable. or within reach yeah. for us yeah. young creators yeah, or young businessmen to, to have access to. So I've um, had to invest a lot of money in that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm lucky right now that I found a, um, a creative in- incubator. Yeah. Um, it's called the JNP Hive, based in Bramfontein. Yes, I've heard of them. I think they've emailed me once or twice, but I've just <laughs> never responded. I'm bad with emails. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah. Hive. <laughs> and and they really took me in, and they um kind of helping me build the business that I'm yes. building today. And they're investing within the business. They're putting structures. They're finding me mentors. They're helping me build a proper team. Because one thing that I told them that guys, I struggle with the team. I had a team in place. But ah, dude, ish. you know, some it's, it's really hard building people who are responsible. It's hard yeah. building people who can take ownership of departments. It's really hard, especially sometimes you think people have the same vision as you, yeah. but they don't, and they, they don't, and they and, don't. and and sometimes yeah. you 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 go in trusting people and you get yeah. hurt. Yeah, you get you know, hurt. I, I, I recently you lose money. It's crazy. Money. I recently had to let someone go of my company, yeah. and not only have I lost a friend, yeah. but I lost a great employee. Absolutely, and it's it's sad. But it's, sometimes yeah. when you're an entrepreneur, you have to take you have those. that hard that, yeah. that hard stand. Yeah. So um, I'm when I said to the Jane Behave, listen, guys, I this is what I need. I need to build a, tr- a team, a proper team, and that's what I'm doing this entire. Yeah. It's yeah. building the right So it's about the gene maker now The brand is in its infancy stage You're yeah. building the right foundation yeah. I know you have a collection that's that's coming out. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about the collection So um, the collection is called Wenawetwa Wenawetwa Yeah, okay. uh, it's a beautiful name It is a beautiful name yeah. why, why are you looking like you <laughs> love? Who's it inspired by? Um, Wenawetwa is She's my ex-girlfriend Yes, and and um, I just love the name from the get go. When I wear, those yeah, things. and and um, so the range is I'm making thirty jeans. Oh wow! And in that thirty, jeans, thirty styles of thirty jeans, just thirty jeans, one style. Um, so can I get one? Yeah, <laughs> you get one. Uh, I'll buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll buy one. I'll buy um, one. There's there's um, the black color and there's a blue color. Okay. Yeah, so it's very presidential It's very high And the material is very nice It's very soft to Where do you get your Do you get your jeans made locally? I get my jeans made locally in town Oh wow Yeah So you get everything, denim Everything that I make And even that locally. So yeah. you know What made you come in It could have been You could have made your jeans in China Absolutely. So and what made you consci- in China. So what consciously made you To invest in doing it locally? Um, I, I, I it's, For me it was within reach and my business is still in its infancy stage and yeah. I, I need to be there most of the time when everything is happening. I need to see what's up. Um, I need to... You want to be through the process. I you want to just put process. an order and then 500 yeah. jeans arrive and yeah. all of them are not yeah, the right cut. So you wanted yeah. to craft them a bit more. I wanted to craft them a bit more and I believe that um, as I wanted to also create employment for a couple of people. Like I'm employing my family, my wow. friend. I, I wanted to create employment for people and that's what really drove me as an entrepreneur. Um, from a young age, I wanted to help people. My yeah. granny helps people every day of her life. There's people coming in, oh, please pray for me, I need a job. And then she yeah. prays and then they believe. Yes. And from that belief, yeah. they could probably find a job. And for me, it's, it's when they come back, it's wow, they bring back Money yes. to her They give her money Thank you very much But what she did was Just put in the belief 
believe in yourself go go believe kill, in what you do believe in what you do and and, yeah. and um that's what i always wanted to do is to help people but know? i mean let's dive more into that i mean about hiring your family i'm also on the same sort of way of thinking yeah. um you know i hire people that i trust sometimes my friends or my family yeah and looking at my family you carry those huge responsibility Absolutely. of having yeah. to look after family yeah um what uh, is that responsibility like for you for and me it's, um, and also the fact that money i mean i know that I'm, I'm not i'm new money yeah so when i first got my first paycheck i blew it so even with you <laughs> when you know how yeah. do you how, how have you adapted to money and um, understanding money and working with money and also managing family with money yeah um it's it, it, it's really hard. I never grew up with money. So money is exactly, a new concept yeah, to me. It is. It's, it's, it's just, 10K is a lot of money. Dude, like... like 20,000 is a lot of money. So it's like, oh my God. 6,000 is a, a lot, lot of money. money. Yes. You, know, you can blow it within two days and you're like, how? You can blow, what it, happened? You can blow it expensive and, data. Dude, like you can... In small stuff. And, and um, um, I, I, me having a team really game allowed me to um start thinking like a businessman. Start yeah. thinking like a business. And um, I... I I oh I don't, I want I I'm the only guy in my family, and um they look up to me, yeah. and I've always wanted to employ my own. I want to be like Italians and the Jewish guys. They start home yeah. and then they take it out. And that's and then how fucking crazy is that? Yeah. Like I think going into that, I know guys, if you're listening, we're talking about a lot of topics, but please <laughs> try keep keep up. Okay. Um, one of the things that piss me off the most is that, like, as black people, when we hire people that we trust, when yeah. we hire friends, when we hire family, yeah. when we hire, because generally as a businessman, I have to trust the people that Absolutely. I uh, that I, yeah. I work with because yeah. it's my baby, it's my yeah. company, and you know you will get a lot of people criticizing that, yeah. and I'm like, but why white, pe- white folk and Jewish people, people have been do it? it. They, it happens every doing fucking all the day. Time. Yeah. So why is it that yeah. when as black people want to try build wealth within our families, families within our uh-huh. communities, it's and reserve that wealth and grow that wealth, why is that a problem? Please tweet us. Um, I actually want to know why is that a problem? Why is it a problem? Why is it at hashtag the thread exchange? Why <laughs> is it a problem? I don't understand. Uh, I I have I have that thing. Like I'm gonna employ my family. I I make sure that I feed my home first. Yeah. I I my I think we once had a conversation with my grandparents and everybody at home, my aunts and everyone. I was like, listen. No, I don't need money from you guys because I yeah. know you guys don't have money. All I need from you is support. And when you guys call me and tell me, Teppo, you're doing a great job, it boosts my ego. Yes. It, 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 it keeps me going because that's all I need. And also they need I to need. give you your space to do your thing. And Absolutely. I think that's something I also have to be vocal yeah. with my family. I'm like, listen, yeah. guys, like, don't call me when there's a problem. Don't call me I mean, to stress me. Sometimes just call me to check up. That's it. That's you know? all I, and I need. That's that. all I, and sometimes I need, just yeah. leave me alone because I also love my personal space yeah. Yeah. to do what I need yeah. to do. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I had that conversation and like, all right, cool. And it really changed the conversation around my family. They, they started being my my evangelists, you know. Yeah. Everywhere they go, they spread the word. Tepo the jean maker, buy his jeans. My aunt's gonna say, "Yo, Tepo, um, there's a guy who wants jeans. Please sort him out. There's a guy who wants this. Please sort him out." So he became uh, my evangelist, and um, I, I I'm a staunch believer of me bringing wealth within my family yes. and spreading it out to the community. Because yes. my my goal is to empower the community, is to inspire, is to inspire community, is to inspire nation. And the only way for me to do it, I have to start home first. If yes. my home is fine, then I can be able to spread my wealth outside. Yeah, and then everything else outside. sort of falls into e- place. Everything else falls into place. Now let's talk about. I mean, also as young entrepreneurs, I think the one thing we don't have is a life. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> 
tell me about you outside of the work that you do. Uh-huh. I mean, do you get to enjoy your life? Do you have a girlfriend? Um, you know, looking at your history, I mean, yeah. you know, I think that's something that really affects me and something that I'm dealing yeah. with is that because what happened to me as a child, it's sort of, it's, it's affected my trust Just, in terms of, you know, intimate relationships with yeah, women. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to date, but it's yeah, really, really hard. Yeah. Do you think, and also now running a business on top of that that's is another stress. It worse, so um, it's, it's hard. So how do you, do you balance. deal with that? And how do you find that balance? Um, I can't find that balance. It's really hard. Um, I've, I've Where is the balance? Everyone keeps I don't on, know. I'm like, I, I I'm like, guys, I can't um, find the moment. I think I found a balance. Life think, is just I like, we're hey, still, you're still young, Sia. You know, yeah. we're still too young to be in like very serious relationships. I think I'm in a, in a point in my life where I want to play around. You know, I've, I've so you're a bit of a hoe. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, do you know, slide like, in the DMs and in, in Instagram? Yeah, how, you know, you know, how do you approach? Do you slide in the DMs? Uh, sometimes just like a couple of pictures. And then yeah. you just plant yeah. a seed, man. You just plant yeah. a seed. Um, but let's not talk about but it. But I think it's good to, 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 to not necessarily play the field. I wouldn't put it like that. But yeah. It's good to explore, go on dates, Absolutely. find out what you like, find out what yeah, you don't like. And yeah, I think yeah. we live in a time where, I mean, I think being in a relationship is a great thing. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful yeah. thing. And we see about Kim and Kanye, yeah. we see all these big celebrity and couples. And we're, we're like, oh, I need to be in a relationship. Yeah. And we forget that it's a process. Like we need time to grow. And I Absolutely. think social media and, and I think one of the negative effects of Media online, especially, is that things have progressed really fast, and yeah. people are growing yeah. up so, so young. Quick. Look at yeah. Kylie Jenner, for example. Yeah. Now it's normal to be seventeen and be in a serious, it's serious relationship, relationship and having yeah. sex and all yeah. this crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we forget that. Listen, we're human. We're young. We are allowed to. You need to grow, grow into things, yeah. and, I, and and yeah. I think for yeah. me, that's one of the fundamental parts is to I, grow into those I'm, things. I'm a late bloomer, so. Relationships started I'm hap- the same Dude I lost my virginity <laughs> at 20 And people don't believe me Me too <laughs> I was 20 I lost my virginity at 19 But I lost it in a threesome With how crazy How How I lost it in a threesome how, And it was dude? It was my Someone I was seeing at the time And her friend And it was wow. like Listen we all trust each other let, Let's just but, do it And it was pretty and you wild handled it. And I handled it pretty well <laughs> um, But I mean since then I've yeah. uh, stopped doing those kind of things I'm very I'm responsible sure. now I'm sure you But yeah. yeah Please guys practice safe sex yeah. Like we're not condoning so, Being irresponsible no, 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 not at all. Um, um, with my life, when I broke up with my ex-girlfriend and I told myself, you know what, Tepo, um, every, for the past two years, we've been breaking people's hearts because these girls come with intentions, man. They want to get married. They want to move in with you. They want to, you know, and you're still trying to find your feet. You're still trying to find the yeah. type of man you are. And I don't have that much money. So I yeah. don't know the type of man I Each time I, I get am. asked, each time, um, cause I, 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 my company, Actually, my company is female run. I'm yeah. proud of that. And, um, so I'm constantly surrounded by a woman. And yeah. it's always like, where are the good guys? I'm like, we're here. We're just building businesses. We're like, building we're sitting businesses. on our shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, like and, that you want to date a guy that's ambitious, running a company. But it's but hard. But it's actually hard. It's not a guy, a guy, that kind of guy. Because, um, I know when business is not going well, you're not in a relationship anymore. Like, you, my girlfriend will be sitting there and she's, also she's for, talking. I don't hear and anything. And also for me, it's, yeah. it's a thing of it's hot to relate and yeah. because yeah. emotionally we're fucked up and yeah. dealing with a lot uh, from our past. Uh, uh. And now this whole don't business th- thing, it's so hard for me to share that with someone else because it's always like you don't understand and they really don't, don't. and they don't have to because they can't. They can't. Yeah. And you know, because you spend your life as an entrepreneur and someone who's lonely and what, and whatnot mm-hmm. and you spend your life jumping between family, friends, business yes. and yes. you yes. and that, and, and and you're and you're never in a space long enough to see it grow, grow yeah. because you're constantly yeah. jumping around, and yes. that makes you. That's what makes it lonely. Um, you know what? So when you're talking to a girl, she will never, never understand, understand, and that's frustrating. Yeah. As uh, um, you know, I I once met this guy, and he wanted to be my mentor, and he asked me about his my my. Uh, 
my journey and where I come from, what I've done, my schooling. And I told them I dropped out twice. And he sent me an email. He's like, you know what's your problem, Tepo? You never start and you, you never finish what you started. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because he asked me everything, my relationships, my everything. I was like, okay, that's really deep. And, and now I'm into something that I've de- I'm devoting my life my all it's my name it's my um my my family is is in there yeah my my uh um, my cousin keeps on what's he watches me all the time yo how's business brother he's in grade six and it's like yo how's, how's business brother it's like ah uh, um I, yeah. I i stopped that thing man it's hard you know like so yes. so he he looks up to me i'm a god to him and i can leave this thing you know i'm in a place where I finally found my voice. This is um, a character I've always wanted to play. And um, it has come into life. It's coming to play. And um, a whole lot of people now are starting to rub off to the idea of the gene maker. And people are starting to buy jeans. And we did our collaboration. And we did our collaboration. When I'm doing the next one, you've been running away from guys. Tepo and I Uh, have released a t-shirt line that says, Law, you're not the threat of man. And like they sold out. People were going crazy for them. And now people are asking for more. And each time I walk around, people are like, we're going to get those t-shirts. Where are those t-shirts? And this guy, I can't get a hold of him because he's famous Uh, now. And then he had a dinner and didn't invite me. I'm so sad. Askies, dude. Askies. Why didn't you invite me to the dinner? I wasn't handling the the, the guest list. Yo, I'm gonna do the same to you. I'm not handling ah, the guest list. See, yeah. Don't do that. Like, why, I'm, sorry. I'm I really actually apologize. hurt. Like, uh, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm not really even. Apologize. I'm not fucking around. Really I'm actually apologize. hurt. I remember going through Instagram. I'm like, but we're friends though, and we business partners in some of the things I'm that sorry, we do. I'm not invited. I was like, yo, I okay. I sincerely apologize. Um, like, this is uh, a public announcement. I'm sorry for treating <laughs> like that. I'm sorry for not inviting you. A whole lot of people were really hurt by that, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's okay. I mean, it's business. Yeah. You had to do what you had to do. Yeah. And, um, and I think also, I mean, I'm joking. I'm not sad. <laughs> the, the beauty and the thing, that's the thing about it being an entrepreneur and yeah. what family and friends need to understand is that they're not entitled. Yes. You know, and I think yes. when people, you know, are part of your journey, they feel entitled that, yes. oh, it's Having a dinner, I have, have to, to be, be there. there. Yeah. But you made a business decision. Yeah. You wanted the, those certain people yeah. to be yeah. at that dinner, yeah. and yeah. I think that's. I mean, I also hosted the Threaded Year dinners as mm-hmm. well in Cape Town and Joburg. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, "You didn't invite me." I'm like, "Guys, it's not about you being my friend or my friend, but for me, it's about it's a business. business. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm running a business. People demand a lot. Like they like people demand. I want yeah. this. I want that. I want yeah. this. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> people demand, and and I, I think one of the hardest things as, a, as an entrepreneur is saying no. It's, yeah. it's, it's just drawing that line, guys. No, for this you can't. For this you can't. For this you can't. You know, and and um, but the dinner was beautiful, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm hosting another one. I'm gonna do twelve, um, two dinners a year. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna invite people who inspire me. I invite the first twelve guests were really people who I looked up to. Yeah, for the past ten years. Yeah, Wotebe. I I I. Aspire that yeah. guy inspires me a lot, and and yeah. um, those are the type of people that I really wanted to be around and get um, a second opinion from them. What, what do, do they think? think? Yeah, have them interact with the Because you're gonna tell me good things. I know. know. I'm honest with you. I'll tell you good and bad things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and 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 they were very honest with me. And yo, this is wrong. This is right. If you yeah. want to build this, what you do, and and I'm a hot man. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's OGs, and I wanted to get there. And I wanted to be in the same space as them. Yeah, I've always and Tepo the Gene Maker has allowed me to be in the same space as people who are doing great things, amazing things, and yeah. um, has given me a voice in the public. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man, that that's incredible. I think um, to wrap up, um, what would 
your words be to young entrepreneurs who find themselves relating to your story, who've been in the same shoes, mm-hmm. who struggle with the same things? Um, you know, what advice do you, do you have for them? Um, do you, man? Like, um, I think I was, I was, I was listening to Ralph Lauren and, and what he said was, I, he started his business by doing stuff that he likes. Yeah. Clothes that he wants that to was wear. True to him. Stuff that's true to him. I'm inspired by life. I'm inspired by individuals. I'm inspired by stuff that I see and, and just, just do what you love. Yeah. Follow your dreams, follow your heart, believe in it. If you believe in it, you can do it all, man. Like, yeah. it's all about the belief. Like I told you, my granny used to pay for people and they leave the house running and then yeah. when they come back, I think they believe. Yeah. So just be, be, believe, be convicted. I'm convicted. I dream about Sepo the Gene Maker. When I'm, when I meet people and, and, and get their numbers and like, yo, what's your name? It's like, Sepo. I'm like, I right, call cool. Sepo the Gene Maker. That's how convicted I am. Yeah. You know, I'm really convicted. And if you're convicted, it, Anything is possible, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'll follow the same suit. And I think, you know, what I will say is, and what I've picked up from our conversation is that it's a process. It's a process. Trust the process. It's you know, process. growth is a process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things sometimes don't happen at the time that you want them Absolutely. to, yeah. but believe and trust, you yeah. know, and, and, and as we, and as you heard in our conversation today that we don't have it all figured out. We are young guys. Still, still we come yeah. from, Disadvantaged backgrounds yeah. But we fight every day yeah. And we trust the process And we've been able To get to where we are yeah. Because you know We keep going We don't give up On the process Absolutely. And I think Many young black people Many young entrepreneurs Is that some of you Give up way too early yeah. Because you want it to come now nah, yeah. You're seeing Abandu On Instagram Being they successful popping, yes. And they're popping And you yes. think Oh yes. when is my time coming yeah. Don't stress Your time is coming And God has has you by his side Absolutely. You know And Absolutely. and and there's nothing no dream has an expiry date no you know dream. and when you make it your mm-hmm. t- you'll be relevant for your time mm-hmm. and you'll be the person for mm-hmm. your time um, all of us come and go in this thing you know um, and Terry Califang said to me um Sepo, you're 25 and you're allowed to make mistakes man yeah make mistakes but the most important thing is what do you learn after your mistakes and how do you come back from your mistakes yeah that's what makes you a great entrepreneur and it takes 10 years to be an overnight success yes i was chilling with nelson makamo nelson makamo was in the industry when we were in grade seven yes. or grade he's eight he's been at it and today he's nelson makamo and people don't understand he to most people he's an overnight success but he's been yeah. At Social it. media I think brings that media, mass media. You know, yeah. we we play we we, we, we play we, we rub we rub shoulders with people who are in mass media, and yeah. and, and you you discover that that they kind of make you a overnight success. And if you're not ready for that, it's gonna fuck you up, man. Yeah. Oh, be, guys. Ah, oh, I wish we could continue this conversation. <laughs> I'm Sia Wangabele with Table the Gene Maker. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, this is the Thread Exchange. The podcast will be out. Very very soon so you can keep listening to, to it over and over again please don't forget to tweet us hashtag sure. at the thread exchange um, also I'm, I'm allowing people to suggest guests that you'd like to see on the show um, guests that are progressive cultured and brave mm-hmm. I am Siabonga Beile and I am signing out for this week up until next week for the next episode cheers cheers Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with Sia Live on Cliffcentral. Cliffcentral.com